So anyway, the, part, the negative karmas produce those lower rims, and the positive karmas produce the higher rims. Okay, I did use the word immovable karma. I get myself into trouble. So why is it called immovable? The reason is, basically when you die, how it happens in the future life, when the individual ends this life, when you're going to die, when you realize you're dying, when you really see it, you're dying, and then depends how you focus you are. Or if you are just afraid of dying, and if you go through the fear, then it's not very nice. If you go die with anger, not very good. If you die with attachment, not very good. Uh, if you die with a hatred, it's naturally bad. But if you die with positive thoughts, are good. Uh, like love, compassion, uh, thinking of the enlightened beings, um, understanding of wisdom, application of the wisdom, and all these, or even taking refuge to a Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, or whatever, or thinking of saying those mantras, even thinking, during this period, if you die in that manner, it's always good. The reason why it's good, because it's a positive thoughts will connect a positive karma, so you will almost get a future Great rebirth. So almost you can guarantee. If it's connected with a negative thought, anger, or sort of regret, though I, I sort of should have done that, I should have done that, I should have done that, I should have done that, all this long list of da-da-da-da, should have done the goals, then it's not very good. Sometimes you have this. This is a very primitive story. In the Tibetan tradition, they make these booths with the long stuff, and they have a lot of decorations in the old Tibetan style. They have decorations. And what they used to do, the, the families who's making those shoes, even their own children, they will teach how to make the lower part of it to somebody, and another one how to make the upper part of it. They never teach it, even their own children. Uh, both, both of them, some of them. This is just the old story I'm just bringing. And uh, even they taught, after some time, they may teach both of them to one person, but they haven't taught how to put them together. So one father got a sick and he's dying, and then he started regretting and tells children, one of the child, he said, when you make this, you have to put them together where you stitch. started talking. And then the kid says, uh, okay, daddy, it's fine, you can do it. <laughs> you can go ahead and make it. So like that, if you have regret of doing this and that, a lot of things comes up. And then it's not very nice uh, to the individuals. So because it brings up a negative karma. So always, if you are certainly knowing that you are going to die, and it is time is coming, it is always 
important to remind the individual about positive thoughts. And that this is important. A lot of people ask questions, and so and so is dying, what can I do? They always ask a lot of questions, and normally that question comes up on telephone. Somebody either early in the morning or after midnight or something. They say, I'm sorry to disturb you, but so and so, somebody's friend of mine dying, what can I do? So these things. And when you they become at that last minute, and I, it's very difficult for me to answer anything. Number one, I don't even know how much and what they can do, that individual who wants help, what capacity that person has to be able to help. So I can't answer, number one. Number two, I don't even know what the stages of that dying person is. That's one thing because at that time I try to pray something or do something, whether the individual asks me to pray or not. But I try to pray something, do something. That is maybe a little bit helpful anyway. So, but uh, what you can really do as a near the person who's dying is to try to make sure, I mean, if whatever you can make sure, try to make sure that the individual will be peaceful. Peaceful. There should not be any disturbance. The, when I say disturbance, I meant to say to disturb their mind, get irritated, or get angry, or attached. All these things you should try to avoid. In the old Tibetan system, where there are almost 90% of the people are Buddhist anyway, so traditional and what they sort of try to do is they try to bring a Buddha image, try to show those people, and they say a few mantras, like or, or they like that, and you try to encourage the individual to focus. And the people who had a positive karmas uh, does have that interesting thing. I witnessed one person who was dying, which I made myself, which I also made a little mistake there too. Uh, one individual who was dying in Delhi, he was dying there and then uh, he knew he was going to die, we all know, because uh, it is a cancer and uh, Probably there's no, it's a very, very bad stage anyway, he's going to go. Then one day he's going to die, really he's going to die. And so he started losing his memory and and then he said, and I said, what? The way is this pantry monks? I said, what do you mean? He said, look, I can hear him there saying all this, uh, all these prayers, I can, hear, I can hear them. And then he said, oh, now I can hear this music going on. But where are they? Where are they? Then sort of, then he sort of closes his eyes. And then he, he sort of started again going back and told, calling his wife's name. He said, what happened with her? Could you please tell her, hurry up, we have to catch a plane. It's getting late. We missed the plane. Come quick. You want something? It's going on like that. And then it again switches back. Oh, they're saying prayers now. I can hear them. Sort of this thing, you know, sort of back forth, back forth. And uh, so he's going to die there. 
And what a mistake what I made is I started uh, Yamendaka Sadhana over there. And I said very loudly Yamendaka Sadhana. So <laughs> what happened? He revived and left three more days. And that was a mistake because, uh, you know, I mean, that was the time to go. But what happened is, uh, is I think all the different spirits that are coming around got afraid of this Yamendaka Sadhana. They all ran away. So, so what happened is he couldn't die for three more days. So things like that happens. So if you have a positive karma at, it, at the time of the death, if you let it be the natural ghost, it, it goes back and forth. You can see it, you know. So when, they, when you're connected with the positive karma, so then it helps. And so you always try to to have a lesser disturbance and try to remind them if they are Buddhist or something, try to follow Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. If they are not a Buddhist, uh, whatever their tradition, projects, whatever they're having, uh, try to remind them. And uh, compassion to all beings is a very great thing to take. Other things like wisdom, emptiness, and all this are recommended, but if the person has no understanding of emptiness, then it doesn't do that great. So compassion, taking refuge, um, um, thinking of enlightened beings, whatever they may be. So this sort of thing, basically, what you can do. Then if you are following Buddhist tradition, there are certain mantras, like that of a mantra of a purifying mantra. You can read those mantras loud enough so that individual can hear it. So because of the, at the time of the death, some, the hearing is lost. So a little bit before that, if you remind them. Things like that will be useful. If they practice and they practice meditating and the practice the level, Wherever their level is, if you know it, remind them. If they are lumbering meditator, if they are with the common with the medium level, remind them for noble truth. And that of that of the truth of the path. And if it is a bodhisattva, remind them body mind. Uh, if they are Mahayana practitioners, if they are Bajrayana practitioners, remind them. Uh, Lama inseparable than that of uh, uh, Yidam. And uh, remind them the mantra of each individual Yidam, whatever their practice Things like that you can do. I also seen one old prime minister of Tibet before 1959. He died in uh, Delhi at about 1964 or 5 and uh, just before he died they called me it was like 3 in the morning I had to go there and um, he was saying the mantra of Bhaja Yogini and by the time when I walked in and he didn't recognize me or he didn't even hear me but he was going on saying that oh, mom, mom, mom. I can hear him saying that and people die like that too Actually, I remember the day before I saw him, and um, he probably thought he was going to die the next day. 
That's why it will be very beneficial and profitable for us if we use the free period for positive talk. If you remember the Rimbu Rinpoche, who was in the summer retreat here, was telling us a story that he was with my late father during the last couple of years or something. He said, whenever he goes to sleep, you can hear that he's always saying, So that means probably his practice is, uh, is uh, always he does during the sleep period. And these people may have the yoga of sleep. You know, that's maybe different. But Zimbabwe was telling me the story that he said, His Holiness the Dalai Lama asked him, how does Zimbabwe sleep? So he told him that way. And he said, His Holiness folded hand and he said, wow. That's that probably. So probably that's what it is. So he probably used that as either sleep yoga or at least it goes through the period. So that's what happens. So all these changeables, you can switch that way. So basically, if you sleep with the positive thoughts, and it all become a positive that way, okay? So I think that much for tonight. And if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to share certain thoughts. What is an example of some neutral karma? Neutral karma is if you just fall asleep with no specific negative or positive, just go as it is. If it's not negative or positive, this for that way, then it is neutral. But without any thinking anything particularly, neither you are angry, nor you are now you are thinking of any positive, just let it let it be as it is. Normally most of us always do that. Everything. Not correcting thoughts. Just let it be whatever it is coming up. And not coming up much anger or negative of that style, but just going around, moving around. And that is the neutral. Though for Americans are it is very useful and helpful, not only Americans all the Western people. To the most of the Westerners, it is very useful even to keep a blank talk. So blank talk. Just sort of sit there and blank and giving a rest to the mind is very useful. And uh, if you are a deep, a strange practitioner, not sort of strange, powerful, strong practitioner, like the Tibetan tradition, basically object to be a blank sitting. Because the blank sitting is a blank and you're wasting your time. That's what the argument. And uh, when I first came in this country, I sort of said that a number of times. Then I began to look at it and realized the blank is not there. So therefore, if you even you can sort of give yourself a little bit of time blank, it is useful and helpful. So and I stopped saying those things. But when you become a real practitioner and go going deep, I will tell them, don't sit in blank. So blank is blank. It's a neutral. No gain, no loss. That's what it is. So any other thought, you know, I mean, that's true. 
explain walking, I need to walk, I've got to go, and all this sort of neutral thought, any, every day, whatever we're doing. It is the negative nature comes in, then it becomes negative. And the positive nature comes in, then it becomes positive. Otherwise, every single thing, what we do is neutral. That's why, you know why the Tibetan Buddhism teaches you in the morning, when you get up, you say, I take a refuge to Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And then, to the enlightenment, by practicing generosity and what is it? And other provisions, may I be able to obtain enlightenment for the benefit of all others. So, every action that you have to do during the 24-hour period, so if you put a thought like that, every action, whatever I have to do, we may become contribute me to be become enlightened for the benefit of other beings. So then even those neutral thinking talking all sort of switched to a positive action. That's why the first thought, if you put the best away, and then it becomes first thought, best thought. The Tibetan way of saying it, the first thought, best thought, is a positive way, the first or the mind what you generated is always the best one you do. You set a positive motivation before going to sleep. It helps, but you might still have very disturbing dreams. You might still have violent dreams. So how does that fit in with this idea? It's an interesting question. Basically, you're right. The, the violent dreams will come up. A lot of people have that anyway. Um, particularly if you watch television or the movies or something like that, it would affect of that you'll definitely have it. However, there's a question. The dreams are dreams. Dream period, unless that individual is very sensitive, I mean extremely sensitive, uh, we can either control the dream or dream influences the mind. Otherwise, I'm not even sure if you have a basic, very negative dream, whether that period is become negative or not, I'm not sure. Because it's not the, the principal mind and the principal being is functioning. It is some kind of a mental faculty contacting on that particular point and a particular function. I don't think the dream influences the individual principal mind. I'm not sure whether it is activity of subtle mind or not. Yes, it can be a dreaming mind, and I'm not sure whether it is a part of the principal mind or not. And um, the anger influences the individual mind because it is done with awareness. And the sleep period, that, yeah. If you kill somebody in this sleep, and this is not a karma of killing there, because you did not kill. I don't think there is a karma of anger, because you really get angry because you're asleep. People wake up, yes. People, when you're waking up, what happened is the sleep lost control. Yes, why you wake up? The sleep lost control, sort of the waking mind connects. So it picks up whatever's happening just before that. So you got afraid. 
and then the, all this, what do we call it? Nightmares or something. But the emotions that arise from particularly... That's a different mind. Emotion rise because of that. So then you rise, you know. What does happen because of your emotions that you create? I think it influences both ways. I'm not a specialist or anything, but still, you know, I think it is influences both ways. I'm quite sure. If you set the principal mind before you go to sleep, that whatever takes place with the dreaming mind isn't... Because it is a control mind. ...mind during that period. But I think it depends on certain individuals. Certain individuals function with a sleep mind. You know, if that is a different person, I think basically it's not. Basically it's not. You pick up what immediately left. It's interesting. It's interesting. When you have fearful sleep and suddenly wakes up, you're afraid. The fear has been connected, you know, sort of somehow when the sleep lost the control and drop you, and you sort of right there and pick up with that. It's a funny. Uh, when you forgot something, suddenly, it's also you pick up with that. And uh, they, that happens. And uh, remember that in this long life, Prayer of mine, this long life. There were lots of them because road, and uh, where I went and saw the Pandalama image, and the road, the, the mala went from the hand. And then they tried to forget me. I think where the lots of them were telling me, they after they had talked, and they said, better not tell just not too early. So, so they tried to forget. And I had forgot completely until I saw that in the writing. I completely forgot. I forgot for over 30 years. Right? 30 years that had happened. Suddenly when I saw that, I couldn't, that fear of what I forgot at the time, what I, I was afraid, that my mala in hand goes off, really I'm afraid. And that I connected that fear. The moment I conscious wakes up, connect that fear. So it's like this. Dream is a short period where you forgot. The forgotten is the long period. Thank you.